Welcome to this week's episode of Creepy Collaborative's Most Haunted. I'm your host, Belladonna Knight. And I'm Mackenzie Moonlight, and we're here to bring you the creepiest of Celtic folklore. Celtic culture is rooted in spiritualism, appreciation to nature's splendor, and some pretty unforgiving entities. We'll be starting off with the Spunky, which in Gaelic and Celtic culture is a lowland name for the Will-O-Wisp. The creature appears as a fire that's not really there, sometimes called Ignis Fatus, which is Latin for foolish fire. Primarily, it would appear in the woods, luring travelers to its flickering flame. Although it would appear harmless, the Spunky was quite malevolent. Many say it would lead travelers intentionally into danger, while others said it would lead right into the heart of the fairy kingdom. In Celtic culture, this was quite a dangerous endeavor. Many disappearances of travelers were chalked up to this, and the locals would say the Spunky led them away. Others say that the Spunky is an omen of incoming death, and it's been said that there are times when it would lead you to an undiscovered body. So if you find yourself traveling the trails of the Scottish lowlands, be wary of any lights you might see, and be sure not to follow them. Next, I'm going to tell you the story of the Kelpie. The Kelpie was a creature that lived deep under the water. When it clambered onto the lock shore, it changed shape to become the beautiful horse, saddled and ready to go, luring local boys and girls, young men and women, or even unweary travelers to step into the stirrups and sit on the saddle. But the minute anyone sat on the saddle, they were held fast, stuck, stuck to the horse's back. Then the beautiful horse would gallop straight down back into the water and keep on going keep galloping under until the rider's feet were wet, knees, chest, and screaming mouth. The Kelpie would then dive under the water and drown its rider into the depths of the cold, dark lock. This is the story that all of the children living near a lock were told to beware of horses they didn't know and to beware of the edge of the lock. But only those with very wise grannies heard the full story, heard that Kelpies can take on more than just one shape. Many years ago, a family were farming the land just north of the Thin Lock. They knew about the beasts of the lock side and were not surprised when one of their cattle gave birth to a huge black calf with red-trimmed nostrils and a fiery temper. Because sometimes the fairy's bulls would get in amongst the crofters' cows and their fairy blood was welcome in their herds. But this fairy bull calf was wilder than most, bigger and faster-growing with a rare, bad temper. So the crofter locked him in a pen to try and tame him. But all he did was eat, grow, and bellow. One day the crofter's daughter was walking along the lock. She was, as always, wary of saddled horses, but she wasn't concerned when a young man stepped out in front of her. He was dressed in fine blue clothing, had long, wild blonde hair, and a very charming smile. Would you do me a favor, young lady? Of course, sir. Would you lend me a comb? She had a comb in her apron pocket, so she handed it to him, and he began to get the tangles out of his hair. But he was struggling with the hair at the back of his head, and he raised his eyebrows and grinned. Would you mind? So she sat on the ground, he lay his head in her lap, and she began to tease and tug at the knots in his hair. His hair was little damp, which was odd, as there had been no rain since yesterday, but even odder, there was water weed, stringy lumps of green stems and leaves wound into his hair. That's why it was so hard to comb out. 
Water weed and damp hair? The girl's combing fingers slowed. This wasn't a handsome young man. This must be a beast from the lock, changed into not a horse, but a man. Her fingers began to move again, but this time she hummed as she combed. Lullabies and love songs until the man dozed off. She untied her apron, leaving his head upon it as she stood carefully. She began to run for home, but as she heard a roar from the rage behind her, she then heard a sound she had dreaded, not a feet running after her, but hooves. She never would make it all the way back to the croft, not chased by a four-legged water horse. Then she realized she was running past the pen of the fairy bull. She used the comb to flick the latch up, and she kicked the pen open and took cover from behind the gate. As the angry black fairy bull stormed right out, right into the path of the white water horse, the bull bellowed and the horse screamed as they bit and they kicked and they reared and the Kelpie forgot all about the girl who ran home as fast as she could, the noise of the fight fading behind her. As she reached the door of the croft, she looked round. The bull and the horse, the whirling battle of the white mane and the black and black horns had forced each other all the way to the lock side. Suddenly the hooves slipped and slid and the beasts vanished beneath the waves and neither of them have been seen since. But it's probably still wise, even after all these years, not to let the kids play out of sight on the lock side. This story was told for the Scott Clans website by Scottish writer and storyteller Larry Don. Probably the most famous of the Celtic folklore is the fairies. While they're known by many names, most of the themes stay the same. Many believe the fae are a harm harmless and benevolent entity, others believe them to be malicious and conniving. Many Celtic groups explain that the fairies were a group of magical beings forced into hiding. Fairies who play harmless pranks on humans and are benevolent are known as Seelicourt, whereas malevolent fairies who wish to harm humans are known as Unseelicourt. Some people would leave offerings around their home to appease the fairies and prevent them from causing mischief, including milk, sweet desserts like cake or chocolate, shiny or pretty objects like glass, gemstones, and even seashells. Fairies are thought to dislike iron, charms of rowan and herbs, running water, bells, St. John's wort, and four-leaf clovers, among other things. Personally, I do believe in the fae, and I respect them. However, my respect and esteem comes with caution, as with much folklore, I can never truly understand it. Celtic culture is beautiful and terrifying. The folklore is rooted in the hardships of the people of the Scottish Highlands. You'll find much of their creatures and cautionary tales revolve around the locks, because with all folklore, it serves to teach a lesson. The Scottish locks are incredibly beautiful but disastrously dangerous, mirroring the nature of their culture. So tell me, dear listeners, would you swim in a lock? Would you walk down a dim road adorned with the sparkling lights of a spunky? What would you do if you suspected you had encountered a fairy? This has been a creepy collaborative Most Haunted. Thanks for listening. If you haven't heard, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found. We want to take a moment to thank our Patreon patron, Erica, for all of her support. Erica has received the first Creepy Collaborative merch giveaway.